I'm not doing an intro. I'm not cracking any jokes. It's just me this time. Me and my oh-so-scary thoughts. And a few of my prayers, too, since that seems to be the gold standard of treatment in situations like these. Situations that never seem to age. Situations in which those of us speaking out grow weary of being innovative with our thoughts, so we just copy and paste our sentiments and merely add to the list of lives lost. For Black Americans, to police brutality and hate crimes. For American parents, to well-armed gunmen aiming at their children. Many of us believe this issue is getting old. I get that. We're tired. But I don't believe this issue has aged one day. It's a fresh wound that doesn't heal. It only expands in those of us who make up the unaffected tissue in this body think and pray so we don't get to feel the same pain that others before us have. I think I'm angry. I think American schools are unsafe. Therefore, I think my little sister and eldest sister are unsafe too. One a student, the other a teacher. I think it's shameful. I think it's embarrassing, actually, getting calls from family abroad asking if we were affected by the tragedy they can't even name because it's become so frequent. I remember the first time a relative asked me how I could just go to a movie theater. For them, it was unthinkable to put my life in jeopardy for a movie, especially because dying at one wasn't such a far-off possibility. I think I'm embarrassed, too, as I remember studying abroad and having a panic attack triggered by an Englishman dressed up as a Texan stereotype and pointing a gun at me. It was a toy gun. The loved one with me laughed with the man because they both knew that it was a toy, but I panicked. For me, it was more likely the real thing and of high quality than plastic. I think it's cruel, honestly. I think it's cruel to weigh firearms and life on the same scale as if their value even comes close to one another. I think it's cruel and selfish. I think I'm tired of thinking of putting together pretty words and sending them off to those who just want their loved ones back. I can imagine they're tired too. So, then, let me pray, since I'm tired of thinking. I pray that my prayers make sense. God of Abraham, I pray that you hear me. I pray that you hear the cries of your children and their children, those lost and those still living with a loss caused by gun violence. I pray that you forgive me because I've grown tired of praying, tired of worrying. Forgive me because my heart feels as though just praying is, is it, it's insensitive at this point that this so often preached power of prayer has run dry for our children. I pray for tangible change. I pray that you touch the hearts of those who are in positions of power, the kings of the land who can actually affect change. Your word says in Psalm 21, 1, that the king's heart is in your hand, and like the stream of water, you turn it whatever way you will. Lord, take these beating hearts that seems to have grown cold. Turn them, Lord, please. For the children they claim to defend, please turn their hearts. Let prayers be accompanied by action, Lord. Those of us who have no choice but to pray and wait grow weary and restless. Those of us with loved ones in schools grow anxious and fearful. You tell us to be anxious for nothing, but is this the exception, Lord? Is your power limited by our stubbornness and partisanship? Can't you do something? How are you to be found in this pain, God? How much more are we to learn? This prideful nation's cup grows full at the expense of the innocent, and I'm tired. God, we're tired. Restore us, Lord. 
restore us to a place where children learn to read and write rather than still and silence themselves in a lockdown drill. Restore us, Lord, lest we grow even more numb to the announcements of these tragedies, lest they become a part of a normal American life. A life that doesn't feel as free as we say it is. A life lived in fear, not free at all. Lord, help us. Mobilize us. Free us. In your name I pray. Amen.